0: Retired General Scott Brower was recently appointed to Governor Bill Lee's COVID-19 Unified Command, where he will serve as the Chief of Staff for Operations. He joins Charlie and Katie on his phone from the task force headquarters to talk about what the job of the task force is, how Tennesseans are coming together to help each other during the crisis, and what Tennesseans can do to stay safe. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. So, I see this COVID-19 unified command you've been appointed to. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, what's that all about? Well, what it is is Governor Lee recognized the the significance of the crisis that we're dealing with right now. And and I think it was consuming, um, you know, his time and, and the rest of the state government's time uh, on, in, in a very, uh, unpredictable manner. And where there, while this is absolutely critical, uh, the, the governor and the rest of the team have the responsibility of taking care of all of us and, and, and everything that, you know, happens in the state. So what he wanted to do was appoint people that were specifically focused on this task alone for 24 hours a day. And, and that's what he's created right here so that he ensures that, You know, every Tennessean is is being taken care of and and we're thinking through this crisis.
2: So this unified command group is kind of helping streamline the coordination between the TEMA, the Department of Health, and then Tennessee Department of Military, correct? So bringing all all those efforts together?
1: That's absolutely correct. So uh, Commissioner McWhorter, who ran finance and administration, has has stepped down from that position and now is the director of the Unified Command Group. And all of those entities, Katie, that you just mentioned, they're all part of that team. So the leaders of all those elements sit on the senior leadership team for the Unified Command Group right now.
2: So they're all kind of on the same page, sending the same message
1: that that's exactly correct right and that's you know what what we saw was because of the nature of this and and it's it's different this is this is you know dealing with this crisis is not how anyone's ever been uh you know, focused on, on, you know, a normal daily occurrence, right? This is not how governments normally function or run. So we're having to adapt to the problem. That's exactly what we're doing. We're putting the structure in place that that is one of the adaptations that allows us to deal with the the, the crisis and, and move information in the, in the manner that it needs to move at the speed that it needs to move.
0: Well, well I can't think of a, a better person to be involved in and in, in to represent Clarkson Montgomery County, I know you're doing it for the entire state, but it's kinda of cool to have somebody from our from our community so deeply involved. and, and your role is gonna be Chief of Staff for Unified Command. What does that mean?
1: one you know at first i was humbled just to be asked you know you talk about representing the community um it's, it's it's very humbling when we talk about how important this is and i hear the governor talk about it all the time we have a responsibility to 6.8 million tennesseans right to, to do everything that we can to take care of them in every aspect of this crisis both from the the health and safety standpoint to the economy and their livelihoods and so when asked to do that you know as a chief of staff uh, you know, my function and role right there is to assist in the coordination across all of the state government with external agencies, uh, with think tanks, with the universities, with industry partners to ensure that we're finding the solutions and we're moving the information as quickly as we possibly can that allows the governor to make informed decisions uh, that, that are in the best interest of everybody in the state.
0: Well, you you and I have talked about this a little bit and I can't help but think that your training in in the army and in the military that that this kind of just is one of your strengths, something that you're used to doing.
1: Uh, and, and I, I think that's how this all came about, Charlie, is you know, I think it was recognized that, you know, uh the military is, is probably the the entity within side of our government that is most uh comfortable and is uh, most experienced in dealing with crisis because that's exactly what we're talking about. We're we're talking about a crisis and the need to move quickly and and that's now what the governor set up and that's that's where I think my skill set hopefully is is beneficial to the team.
2: So you have had this new role for what 48 hours and it's everybody knows that this COVID-19 crisis is just moving very quickly. Have you had a lot of things you've had to do just in the past 48 hours and do you have a plan for the next 48 hours is there anything you could share with us
1: well, it's, uh, it, it has only been 48 hours. It, it, sometimes it feels like it's been 48 days, but it really has just been this short period of time. And um, what, what we're doing is we've already instituted some systems uh, to, to share information around the state government uh, to include with the governor and then with other leaders. Uh, to, to flatten that information, to ensure they know what's going on, uh, to inform decisions. But but the intent, as we we get even better and we refine our processes, the the information that's coming out of this group uh, is going to go out to the rest of the state. You know, we we intend on getting it out to the other legislators, to the to the county and city mayors across the state, so that they know exactly what the governor's doing and why he's doing it. Uh, we're, we're setting up dashboards and, and information systems to consolidate uh, exactly what's happening, you know, with, with this effort and with the unified command. We, we want to have places that, you know, innovators, there's so many people that have reached out and want to help. Uh, and and have offered help but but sometimes you know the the good intentions of folks uh, it's not what's actually needed and when when that happens we we don't move as quickly as we can because we're spending time going down dead-end roads and so we we, you know this structure that we're putting in place and some of the changes that we're making that hopefully are going to be in place in the next 24 48 hours will, will create more efficiencies Uh, you know, in those regards because there are so many great people across the state that have reached out and want to help, and some of them are doing just phenomenal things. You know, Austin P. State University, uh, you know, did some great work with 3-D printing, right. and uh, and they've set the example for, for how that's working across the state, and that's with face shields to help keep some of our first responders and medical, you know, professionals safe, but they've also looked at how you can print 3-D masks, and now we're, we're looking at that. That's an innovation, right, from very smart people that care and are trying to help other people. There's so many people like that across. The state that are trying to do things like that, but we just have to have a process to vet them to make sure that yes, they're capable of doing it. It meets the standards, um, you know, to to, uh, you know create value to the problems that we're dealing with.
0: You know, I I watched the um, the news, and I've watched some of the press conferences, and and Commissioner Piercy and the governor up there giving us daily updates. You know, even a couple times a day, and and to hear you talk about. How everybody's working together, the universities. It's not just Austin P. I've seen UT Martin and many of the others, um, you know, contribute to this. And that just shows you. I always think of Tennessee, and you think volunteer state. And these crises, that's where you really see it. You see the communities. You know, we we gather the information, and then we try to bond together to to get it worked out.
1: I agree 100%, Charlie. And, and honestly, I, I you, you see the the collaboration. It's not just limited to the state um, because I, I've watched us coordinate uh, and share information with the state of Maine, and, and there's numerous others. Right? That's just in my first 48 hours here. So the the, the desire to help and to make a difference. Uh, and the example of you know what we should be doing, I think that's evident all across the state. I just highlighted Awesome P. because you know I knew of that example, but you're absolutely right. There's there's so many other universities from Memphis to UTC to UT Knoxville to UT Martin and, and many many others that are, are doing just wonderful things for TCATS. Right, they're all pitching in and helping. And and again, that's just our higher education uh, teammates right there. But you know, industry and and, and just people in general, right? Our, our, volunteering and contributing in any way that they can and that's it's 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 awesome to see that happen and it makes the you know it makes the hard work that's being done all worthwhile it really does.
2: You know, we will all get through this. This will come to an end someday, and it's going to be interesting to look back and see the changes that have come about because of it. Just like the, you know, making of the face shields, or there, there might be new innovation. There not, but might be new relationships, new ways that we do things. Are we all going to be Zoom teleconferencing moving forward? So it's going to be interesting to get on the other side of this and see the effect that it's had just on our human relations.
1: You know, Katie, that, that's a conversation I had before I even got down here. You know, we've—it's kind of a—you know—the the, the phrase that I've heard used is the new normal, and I think that is going to happen. There's going to be people that come up with creative and innovative ways to do things, and so when, when we return to normal, it's going to be a new normal. We'll do things a little bit different. We're going to do them better. Um, and and we are going to get through this together. and and you know, but I, I would encourage you know the the precautions and the social distancing and the washing of hands um, and the you know staying at home and working remotely if you possibly can. Those things all are critically important. This is not over yet. It needs to be taken seriously. Um, We need to help each other where we can, you know, with the vulnerable populations. But but people also need to understand, even if you're not one of the most vulnerable populations, the last thing we need you doing is to become a carrier, right, and infect somebody else. Because every bed that gets filled up, right, you know, and and all the medical professionals that are consumed by this, you know, the, the next delivery of a baby, the next car accident, the next heart attack, that just strains it a little bit more so you know we we truly need everybody to do what they can and take personal responsibility just like the governor's been been talking about you know every day you know to to do their best to you know to stay safe themselves because it just it it has a greater effect than just on themselves
2: so i have one last question so I see a huge value in this unified command, especially during this COVID-19 crisis. And I think we all agree this COVID-19 crisis is something that none of us could expect. None of us knew what to, what was going to happen. So after this is over, and it will end someday, I see that there could be a need for a unified command in multiple situations. So is this... Uh, Position that's going to stay available? Are we going to continue to have this unified command to bring all these different groups together? Because it seems to me that in any type of situation, crisis situation, I mean, you had tornadoes in Nashville recently, just having a unified group to bring all that messaging together makes a lot of sense.
1: You know, Katie, I think that's something we have to look at. Uh, you know, we've talked about that. You know, again, the new normal. Is this mm-hmm. part of the new normal? Did we, did we come across something that seems to be working in times of crisis that, that should be here always? Or is it just something that's designed and you, you have on the shelf and you know how to pull it together? Gotcha. Right? I mean, there's, there's probably worth a discussion as as we go through, right, that, hey, you know what? This did work, and it was valuable because it moved information uh, that allowed us to stay in front of a problem, and we were proactive because of it as opposed to being reactive. And that's where we really want to be operating. Well,
0: Scott, we know your time's valuable, and yes. and we really, really appreciate you taking time to uh, speak with us today. If there's ever anything we can do for you, just let us know, and we'll we'll try to figure it out.
2: By all means, and Charlie and I are six feet apart, just so you know. <laughs> we are social distancing. Thank you.
1: I appreciate you doing that. All right. And uh, I appreciate your time and uh, God bless y'all. God bless you. all take care and be safe. Okay.
2: Thank you. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation,
0: wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't miss a single conversation.